Hello and welcome to episode 4, Good Day Sunshine, brought to you at 320 kilobytes per second. All will become clear later. A man who sued his workplace after they fired him, claiming he was not fun enough, has won a lengthy legal battle in court. It is reported that the man, referred to as Mr. T, Don't give me no back talk, sucker! in court documents, has prevailed in France's highest court after suing his former workplace that fired him in 2015. The company alleged the man was a professional incompetence for refusing to attend staff drinks on a regular basis. According to the court documents, the man who worked as a senior advisor for Cubic Partners would often turn down invitations for staff drinks as his colleagues would engage in excessive alcoholism and promiscuity. Mr T and his lawyers argued that instead of establishing a good company culture, Cubic Partners' social events usually involved humiliating and intrusive practices. This included crude nicknames, mocking sexual acts and sharing a bed with another employee. However, the company's lawyers insisted that Mr. T didn't adhere to the company's values and would sometimes use a brittle and demotivating tone when speaking with his former employees. But the judge sided with Mr. T, deeming that he had been wrongfully terminated. Mr. T could not be blamed for his failure to integrate the values of the company, which saw the necessary participation in seminars and weekend parties, frequently generating excessive alcoholism encouraged by company associates who made very large quantities of alcohol available, the judge said. The judge ordered the company to pay Mr. T around £2,500, or if you're in America, hello there, $3,000. 
The man's request for an additional £400,000 or $480,146 would be assessed at a later date. However, this isn't the first time problems within the nation's toxic workplace culture have surfaced. Last year, a study conducted by the French human rights defender Defenseur des Droits found that was very good. Found that one third of surveyed women had experienced sexism while job hunting or trying to advance in their careers. 63% had also revealed that they were discriminated against due to their physical appearance. The study also showed that women between 18 to 34 were most likely to face sexism. 63% had also revealed that they were discriminated against due to their physical appearance. A hermit dubbed by the media the world's dirtiest man has died at the age of 94, just months after having his first wash in decades. Amuhaji had refused to use soap and water for more than half a century, fearing it would make him sick. The Iranian, who lived in the southern province of Fars, had avoided previous attempts by villagers to get him clean. But, local media say, Amuhaji finally succumbed to pressure, or pressure washer, and washed a few months ago. According to Iran's IRNA news agency, he became ill shortly afterwards and died on Sunday. In a previous interview given to the Tehran Times in 2014, he revealed his favourite meal was porcupine, a bit prickly for me, and that he lived between a hole in the ground and a brick shack built by concerned neighbours in the village of Dejgar. He told the outlet at the time his unusual choices were down to emotional setbacks when he was younger. Years of not bathing had left him with skin covered in soot and pus, R-N-A-A-R-R-I-R-N-A said, while his diet had consisted of rotten meat and unsanitary water drunk from an old oil can. He was also fond of smoking, being pictured on at least one occasion puffing on more than one cigarette at once. Attempts to bathe him or offer him clean water to drink made him sad, the news agency said. However, whether he holds the record for having gone the longest without taking a bath has been a matter of some debate. Back in 2009, there were reports of an Indian man who had, at that point, not washed or brushed his teeth for 35 years. What had happened to him since was not immediately clear. Great Scott! It's only human to look out in the night sky and wonder if we're alone in the universe. But one man thinks he knows the answer and says he has not only met aliens, but fought in an intergalactic war too. Russ Kellett has spent the last 30 years as a super soldier fighting in a war between different alien species. The 58-year-old has shared footage of what he claims is proof that there is life beyond Earth. Russ said, I discovered the footage after doing a clear out of my files. It was late one evening and I went to put the bins out after finishing my tea. God, he sounds boring. When I suddenly spotted this giant red orb of light being chased by two fighter jets. The orb vanished into a cloud, with the fighter jets coming out the other side, but I never saw the red orb again. I decided to go back out and investigate with my camera, keeping my eyes on the skies as I walked towards the coast. I spotted the fighter jets again and realised they were heading towards what looked like six floating lights in the sky. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The author, hmm, trying to sell some books maybe, from North Yorkshire, filmed the orbs above the Filey coast and watched the strange lights for almost 20 minutes. He theorises that the alien spacecraft had come from a secret base below the North Sea. He continued, I do think the aliens have a range of secret bases spread across the globe in the deepest depths of the ocean so that we as humans are unable to find them. 
So much has happened in the Filey Bay area when it comes to extraterrestrial sightings. It's really the only way so many spaceships have been spotted. The sea base must be very close by for Feely to be such a hotspot. After his incredible sightings, Russ returned home where family members expressed concerns about how long he'd been gone for. He said, I thought I'd only been gone for an hour, but my mum said it had been much longer than that. Thinking back, I could very well have been abducted that evening, being so close to what was happening. I don't remember it if I did get abducted and do feel as though there was lost time that evening, but I guess I'll never know. Maybe something extraordinary happened. Maybe it didn't. Chances. But I will not be deterred from my mission to expose alien life. In a previous interview with the Daily Star, Russ said, I've been, abdu I've been abducted at least 60 times. The first time was when I was 16 when I was travelling home on my motorbike. I went through a tunnel that I'd never seen before and the next thing I knew... I was in what looked like a dentist surgery with, 50, with a 15-foot tall alien men that looked very much like Dracula without the sharp teeth surrounding me. Since that first abduction, he says he has faced multiple alien races in battles across Earth and in space, explaining that four hours here can equal four years in the spacecraft. Strange that he didn't talk about any of the wars, but there we go. Great Scott! So you may remember the last show back in whoa, September 2022, I was talking to you about MP3 bit rates. And for those of you who are looking to clear out their CD collections and perhaps want to store it, then what would be the best rate to record them at? Now I think on a, if you were to save it onto a CD, let's say, I think you can get about eight hours of, seed, of music if you were to rip them at 128 kilobytes per second. I'm sure there's some graphs and some charts somewhere which would give you that in more detail. Or if you're using a hard drive, you know, it depends really on how big your hard drive is. Ooh, misses. But as I was speaking earlier before that show about records and the amount of information, remember the 33 and a third RPM versus 45, the amount of information that you can pass through something in that one second would only lead to a better quality type of audio. Now, obviously, what would you record them at, really, when you're thinking about the headphones, the speakers that you'd be playing them through? Some people argue that you don't need anything more than maybe 192 kilobytes per second. Others would be like, no, top whack, 320. Now, if you use Spotify, the uh, music streaming, you can download them and it gives you that option of, of selecting which ones you want to, to save at. But that's streaming. We're talking about your CD collection here, your treasured CD. Obviously, keep the ones that you kind of like and remember. Put them somewhere. You never know. You might want to revisit them when you're an old fuddy. So, I've conducted a bit of an experiment for you. So the next song, it starts off, and I think it's every 33 seconds, because I took the song, which I think is probably about three minutes and something, three minutes 22, so my calculations. And it starts off at 32 kilobytes per second, and after 32 seconds, it then goes to 64, 128, 192, 224, and then I think finally at 320. So you can make your own mind up really, but when I've listened back to it, after probably 192 kilobytes per second, you would really need to 
be quite picky, I think, in terms of what you could hear. And again, it relates back to the type of headphones you're using or the speakers that you're playing it through. But if you're thinking about the future, if you are going to get rid of your CDs, maybe it might be a good idea. And if you've got a you know, decent sized hard drive, they're not that expensive, then perhaps do save them at 320 because you never know in the future, it might be something that you regret if you've not saved them at a higher kilobytes per second. Anyway, enough of me. I'll now play you Love Her Madly by The Doors from their LA Woman album. Um, I chose that one because it seemed to be, I don't know, I think the, um, the instruments, it seemed to be quite uh, separated, as it were, so that you get a kind of good understanding of the, the, uh, the guitar, the keyboards, and you get like the, I noticed like the hi-hat or, or whatever it is, suddenly being more prevalent as the song went on. You may feel the same. You probably might think I'm a complete and utter idiot. Anyway, here's Love Her Madly, and yes, enjoy the experiment.
So since the last show, I think it was Black Friday. I don't know why they call it Black Friday. Anyway, I was, I was, I've been researching uh, getting some new headphones. I did have some uh, Audio-Technica ones. I think I brought those back in 2011. There was a guy at work, because um, I think I was just using some crap. I was, I was getting so many of these in-ear headphones, cabled ones, and by stuffing them in my bag, I used to go through maybe three pairs a year and I got some really nice Sennheimer ones, like 50 quid. And when they broke, it was, it was more to do with the, um, where I used to plug into the, um, the socket, that, uh, the headphone socket on my phone. And that'd be the thing that would always go. And so suddenly I'd be walking to work and I'd just lose it in one ear and I'd literally lose it because I'd be like, damn. So anyway, I uh, borrowed this guy's headphones and uh, I think I listened to You Don't Know Me by Ray Charles. And I just found that, that, I mean, obviously I'd not had a good pair of headphones previously. I think the other ones I'd had before were some JVC ones I got when I was, I don't know, 17 for Christmas one time. They sounded fantastic and had a three meter, three meter length cord. So that was, that was great for uh, air guitar. So anyway, long story short, um, I had these Audio-Technica ones and I think they've just through time, they've just worn themselves out. Um, they aren't kind of, they don't, block in the sound so if I'm listening to music on the sofa my wife will be listening to what I'm listening to uh, whether she likes it or not so anyway I did a little bit of research and I ended up getting some um, some Beats Studio 3 and again but they're wireless uh, so I don't know maybe at a later show I'll do about cabled versus wireless uh, headphones these have got like noise cancelling bits to them and, and rather annoyingly every time I switch them on it uh, automatically has the noise cancelling thing, but what you're left with is this almost kind of like a hiss of a, of a cassette tape hiss. So I always switch it off. Don't see the point in it because, you know, I've never been a big fan of kind of noise cancelling because, you know, where would you be in such a large, you know, a, a quite a loud kind of environment? Maybe, you know, it works for some people. For me, I'm, I'm not really particularly bothered. Anyway, I uh, got them. I wasn't that kind, I thought they'd be really thumping like with the bass and stuff like that but the more I listened to them the more I kind of got involved I was thinking this is really good I was I was uh, very uh, very happy with them and uh, it prompted me to then subscribe to Apple Music because you can download Dolby Atmos or uh, Lossless, high-res Lossless another thing I'll cover uh, a later episode God I'm queuing these all up for you aren't I but yeah, so, yeah, what headphones do you use? I mean, give me a follow uh, on the Facebook page, which is Rob's Records. Uh, you can drop me a, a message. You can let me know what you've got. Um, even if, you know, whatever they are, I might be interested in um, seeking them out because uh, they are quite hef they're quite big things, you know. I feel like I'm about to uh, direct a, uh, an aeroplane out of the... Uh, the uh, airport or something like that or a fighter jet on like some some Tom Cruise movie but anyway yeah do let me know so this next segment segment this next segment is something I like to call so yeah what this entails is that I played the last five seconds of a song uh, twice just so you kind of uh, don't have to uh, panic too much about trying to remember it this one should be fairly easy he says because this is a song that I love growing up I think I heard it probably when I was getting into my 60s phase so there you go that's a that's a clue for you well anyway look listen literally 
Here is the last five seconds. Now then, I think that one's quite easy, but then it could be another song, which I think they released, which sounded similar anyway. But anyway, let's give it another listen, see what you think, see if you can guess. So yes, if you did guess it, it was All Day and All the Night by the English rock band, The Kinks. And so as I said, this released in, uh, I think it was October 1964, and it, re it, re it reached number two in the UK singles chart, and then number seven in the US Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1965. Let's see what the fuss is about. And why didn't it get to number one? So that version was the remastered one from uh, I don't know when, but recently there's been a lot of remastered uh, albums coming out. Um, the most recent one that I've, I've read coming out on the 24th of March is the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon. And I'm a little bit pissed off actually, because in 2011, which wasn't any kind, it wasn't even the 40th anniversary, you know, they just released the whole box set full of these, uh, uh, I think, what else did they do? Anyway, I've got the Dark Side of the Moon immersion, uh, not immersion, that's a fucking boiler. Anyway, immersion box set. And you got 
a scarf, you got like tickets, you had like uh, a recreated uh, list of questions that Roger Water had asked people, which got factored into some of the songs. And um, the reason I got, I think you had the live album from, from Wembley, you had the remastered Dark Side of the Moon, and then you had the first cut of the album, the uh, James Guthrie um, version of it all. Uh, and then you had some other bits and pieces with it. And then there's the Blu-ray of the 5.1 stereo version of it. And so I really can't understand what additional things you're going to be getting. Sure enough, like they're going to say it's a 2022 or 2023 remaster. But God, I mean, I cannot tell the difference, really. And should you piss about with an album so much? But anyway, on the back side, on the back side, on the dark side, on the other side, on the flip side, that's the word I was looking for, they are releasing the, uh, the live at Wembley from 1974 performance of Dark Side of the Moon on vinyl. And I think it's on Amazon as a pre-order at the moment for like 18.99 or 19 pounds as it were, or about $22 I think if you're American, or in America rather. You could be an American living in England or an Englishman living in New York, as Sting once sang. Another reissue, and I listened, it was back in, um, I posted the link on the Rob's Records, and it was Revolver by the Beatles. And there's this big fanfare of how they'd used the technology from the Get Back sessions or the Get Back movie, the um, uh, Peter Jackson's uh, Wingnut uh, film company. Had, been managed to, they used uh, AI to listen to certain songs or certain instruments, voices, and that could extract it all, which then allowed them to then mix it, like much, much clearer, better, more defined into, from mono into, into stereo. So with the recording of the Revolver album, album, a lot of the time they were stood around, you get a lot of bleeding from tracks, etc., etc. Anyway, what they did is they re-released it again, and I think it was released in October 29th, or the end of October 2022. And I was really keen on listening to it, obviously from Spotify, they dropped these little bits and pieces to it, and I don't know, I wasn't that enthused of the, the remaster. From 2022. I loved the uh, outtakes from it. I thought the uh, Yellow Submarine outtake, um, the, the John Lennon demo, again it completely puts a whole new kind of view on the the origins of the of the song. Uh, Got to Get You Into My Life, the heavy fuzz guitar from uh, George Harrison. And don't get me wrong, I love Revolver as an album, but during this mix there was one song that stuck out. There was something I'd never noticed before, which then made me go back and listen to the 2009 remastered version of it, and then the original CD, which they released in the 80s, which was, I think it was analog, analog, digital. So they still used the original recordings, the mixing, and it was only the final piece that they whacked onto the, onto the CD. And I remember hearing Revolver for the first time probably when I was about 17, 18, no, I think I was between 16 and 17. And I got it from the uh, library, and I remember coming home and I was listening to all these fantastic songs which suddenly, because this is the, the crossover point, isn't it, really? You've got Rubber Soul before then, Revolver is the, it's almost kind of a, is a, a look into the future of what Sgt. Pepper is going to be. 
And I, I sat there listening to it, and I just heard all these fantastic songs. And I remember saying to my dad, like, oh, because he was interested. So then, oh, you've got this album. I was like, yeah, yeah, what's your favourite song on it? And he was like, oh, Yellow Submarine. And I was like, oh, I felt disappointed. But then he told me the story about it, about how he was the, obviously a young man back then, and he and they, that was released over the summer when he'd gone on holiday, and he used to hang around with this guy, or this boy, this guy, bloody hell. That's a whole new story. There's a whole new way of <laughs> thinking about things. No, that never happened. Yeah, it was, uh, it's just nice, these stories, that they can bring back memories. And I think there's a lot of work. There's a, there's a film um, uh, inside of me, or something like that, and it's about Alzheimer's, and it's about where they played music to people and how it would kind of bring them back to life a little bit. And then slowly, when they switch the music off, how they kind of like fade back. So that, that part of the brain through dementia is the last bit to kind of go. And plus, I think with smells, music, they're the most things associated with, uh, with memories. Anyway, I've diverged a little bit on there, gone off key. This is Rob's records, not Rob's psychology or Rob's brain hour. But anyway, I'm not gonna play you the song, Good Day Sunshine. Lovely song, fantastic. Lasts, I don't know, about two and a half minutes. And why do singles last about two and a half minutes? Interesting you should ask, because I'll cover that in the next show. But yes, listen to this song, and then when I've finished it, I'll probably go, oh, look, this song's finished, and then I will then explain to you what it is I heard, and then I'll play you the 2009 and then the original 1980s release of uh, Revolver, that, that particular song. So anyway, enough of me. Let's get on. to laugh and when the sun is out I've got something I can laugh about I feel good in a special way I'm in love and it's a sunny day Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine We take a walk the sun is shining down Burns my feet as they touch the ground Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Then we lie Beneath the shady tree I love her and she's loving me She feels good She knows she's looking fine I'm so proud to know that she is mine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine
So it's the end bit that really got me, where suddenly the tape, just for the cymbal, it goes zip. And with this new mix, it is so clear. It, I was like, what the flipping heck? Good day, sunshine. you're remastering something get rid of it but of course the purists might be like oh no you've got to leave it in that's how they released it it's like yeah but if you're remastering something why have something that is it for me it ruins the song because it's, it's all i can hear at the end and since then i've not been able to unhear it and i'm sorry that it may happen to you but if we listen to the 2009 ending good day sunshine Again, it's still there, quite clear. But then you listen to the 19, or, I don't know, 1988? I don't know when they released it. Anyway, the original CD, which is the truest form to the record that was released in 1966 mix. And if you listen to it here. Good day, sunshine. For me, it's more disguised in the original mix. So what the F and Jeff in? is Giles Martin doing? I don't get it. Anyway, and another thing as well, is when you've got Giles Martin telling you all these stories about the Beatles and oh this and all that, and it's like, hang on mate, you weren't there. I hate this whole idea of people regaling these stories that they'd heard from somebody, all right, it might have been his dad, but who's gonna sit down as a teenager or even younger than that and he's talking to you about these stories about, his, you know, about the Beatles and everything else and to recant every single detail and everything else. Anyway, I just I just find the whole thing just a little bit kind of uh, crazy, really. But again, you know, it's the Beatles. As I said, I love the Beatles. I think Good Day Sunshine is a fantastic song. It's just that last little bit, it's just uh, ruined it for me. But anyway, you know, you've got, you know, Tomorrow Never Knows and all the other bits and pieces on there. Anyway. The show has been recorded in 320 kilobytes per second. And what I failed to mention is the reason for that is so that when I've done you that demonstration of the MP3 bit rates, you actually do get up to 320. Because I mean, if I'd have recorded the show in say 256 or 192, that's the top whack that you would get. So apologies for the largeness of my file. Mm -hmm. But it's just this one time and I'm probably gonna have to delete some more stuff off of the the, uh, the podcast list, so you're probably going to get about 12 shows at a time. There's some older shows which I used to do with my friend Carl, Rob and Carl's excellent podcast show. Do check those out, they're very good. Since the last show, and I know obviously the Queen's died since then, which I couldn't give two monkeys about, and I just thought, ah, oh, who watched the funeral? I don't know why I'm asking you, because I can't hear you. It, I flicked over, and it occurred to me that for about 10 minutes, all I watched was a crown just being driven along. And it's like for different camera angle, different camera angle. And it was almost kind of like, okay, I'm seeing the same. You know, I was watching a crown just kind of transfer from one thing to another. Maybe I was hoping that something bad would happen, like the crown would fall off or something like that. I don't know. But it just seemed weird that I was sat watching something like paint drying. I was like, oh, okay. And one thing that no one ever really mentioned is that the Queen died shortly after meeting Liz Truss. Hmm, I think there's something about that, that she just sucked the last bit of, sorry, Liz Truss just sucked the last bit of life out of the Queen when she met her, because flipping heck, you saw what she was able to do in the, 
was it two weeks? Who knows? Anyway, so yes, the Queen died. Uh, Coolio, oh, that was a shame. It wasn't me. No, it wasn't him. No, I can't remember what song he did. Uh, I'm sure someone's going to tell me. Anyway, it was Shaggy I was thinking about. God, no, not Shaggy. Um, yeah, and then uh, David Crosby, he died recently. Uh, that was a shame. Loved Crosby, Stills and Nash, Buffalo Springfield. Uh, David Crosby's solo album, If I Can Only Remember My Name. Brilliant, especially Cowboy song. I think I will start the next show with that song, actually, from my record collection, just so you kind of get a view. Um, one of the, one, uh, one death that really did make me feel sad was obviously Christine McVeigh. V. Christine McVie. I love Fleetwood. I, I still love Fleetwood Mac. I think the White Album, which they released, is fantastic. Rumours, again, it's, it's fantastic. You have the um, classic albums where they start to strip out uh, some of the tracks from uh, the Rumours album. And secondhand news, when you hear like how they got the drum sound, which is on the back of a chair and the sinking difficulties that they had and where they found uh, Silver Springs tucked away somewhere neatly in the, uh, in the mixes. Um, again, I think it's a fantastic song and it should have been put on to the, uh, the Rumours album, but you know, maybe it would have just uh, killed it, but uh, who knows. But uh, yeah, I just want to finish the show uh, on a um, Christine McVie oh, Christ, song which I think is, uh, is fantastic. And this is an early take from the White Album of Over My Head. So yes, see you at the next show, or you'll hear me on the next show. Anyway, take care, bye-bye.
But it sure feels good I'm over my head But it sure feels good I'm over my head It sure feels good This is the end.